Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. And now, part two of our two-part installment discussing media and colorism with Mr. Ryan Sorrell. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. All right. Now, uh, in reference to the article recently published in The Defender, talk to us about the history of colorism. Uh, where did all this originate and what is the difference between colorism and racism, discrimination, those sorts of things? So first, what is colorism? Uh, definitely. So colorism is kind of, I would say, an outgrowth, uh, uh, one of the tentacles of anti-blackness. And so if we can see anti-blackness as things like racism, of course, but colorism is something that happens within our own communities and it's defined by skin color. And essentially, we know that there there's two diametrically opposing parts for racism is white and black. Mm-hmm. And so within our own black community, we have colorist uh, ideas that light skinned people are more pure or light skinned people, light skinned women might be more pretty or uh, all of these things that we have inherited from slave mentalities pretty much and and that originated during slavery um kind of the history as far back and i i, I know you mentioned it earlier but of course we had things like the brown paper bag test for mm-hmm. slaves that were on the plantation where if uh you were darker than the brown paper bag then you would be working the fields if you were lighter you would be working in the house mm-hmm. um and that practice has actually continued on even as far as into the 20th century into the 1900s um sororities like uh aka which i don't want to call them out specifically i have a lot of friends who are akas but sororities like akas as far as the early 1900s were actually still practicing the, the brown paper bag test um even today there continues to be discrepancies in the criminal legal system where uh dark-skinned people are more likely to receive harsher sentences mm-hmm. uh harsher and longer sentences and uh there's also research that black girls dark-skinned black girls are three times as likely to be suspended from school than light-skinned black girls 
dark skinned black women earn up to 25% less money than lighter skinned black women across the world. Uh, all of these types of st statistics, but it generally just comes back to this idea that we have been taught because of anti blackness that the darker you are, the less valuable you are, and the closer you are to whiteness, the more pure you are, the more uh, deserving of humanity, essentially, that you are. And, and this is just something that continues to, uh, it has continued, especially on the social media. And that's with the article, that's what Kayla was actually our, our uh, staff writer who wrote about this. Um, and she alludes to this idea of how this is still incredibly prevalent on social media, We, especially in pop culture. We saw Kanye a few years back where he had his casting call that said multiracial women only. Yeah. Uh, we also see his preference for women is generally not dark skinned black women. Yeah. And uh, people like Kodak Black, who is a dark skinned black man, just like Kanye and has said he doesn't like dark skinned black women. Uh, and a lot of these generally would try to frame it as a preference, but in reality, it's often an inherited uh, self form of self hate and also uh, an inherited ideology that we have uh, continued, uh, unfortunately, continued from slave master, slave master teachings and uh, antebellum teachings mm -hmm. uh, that we learned during slavery. So I want to. Um... Uh, expound upon that a bit. So there is a um, the we're we're all familiar with the Willie Lynch letter. Um, for those that are not, it is a letter that was um, it is now chronicled as a work of uh, fiction, um, but it is a part of I believe it's the Library of Congress, right? So it's a part of our record in this country. Um, but there is a couple of words that are in this letter that are. They didn't come about until later, uh, later than the letter was supposed to have been written. However, the letter itself uh, is called How to Make a Slave, uh, for those that are not familiar. And there are these ideas in this letter of how to break a people and get them to then break their children. And one of the key points in this letter, you know, you mentioned these antebellum teachings, these historical, you know, uh, ways of indoctrinating black people to hate themselves and so forth. One of the teachings in this letter that uh, is just top of mind right now is that uh, the slave masters were supposed to pit the dark skinned slaves versus the light skinned slaves so as to create division, because the one thing that you didn't want was a united um, uh, slave uh, population because they're more strengthened when they're united. And so, um, as you mentioned, separating slaves, you know, the good slaves or the light slaves get to go here and the dark slaves get to go there, you know, this sort of thing. Um, and and you, you did mention a couple of times that it's based in white supremacy. This is why the lighter skinned slaves were given preferential treatment versus the darker skinned slaves um, in that way. Um, and the legacy of those teachings and how they're manifest uh, have they manifested themselves and continue to manifest themselves in our society today is uh, quite profound. So I wanted to make sure that we expounded upon that. Now, I do want to ask you this question. Um, we're, we're talking about, you know, media and entertainment. Um, I want to get your thoughts on the role that colorism has played in 
in media and in entertainment industries. And if you think things are getting better or worse, because obviously this has been something that has been discussed in recent years. Definitely. I'm, I'm, uh, I wouldn't say I'm an expert. I definitely have my opinions, but I think mm -hmm. that it's still very, I think colorism in Hollywood, for instance, is still very prevalent. Um, I think that there are more conversations about it now because of social media. Mm -hmm. And I think that we are talking about it more frequently and there's more awareness and consciousness about what colorism is and how it affects us and why we should be uh, fighting against it, essentially, mm -hmm. and trying to dismantle it. So I think that, that in that sense of a consciousness aspect and an awareness of what colorism even is, I think that there is far more conversations happening now than there were maybe 10 20 30 years ago sure uh but in terms of the actual reality of opportunities for people um and who is still getting roles and who's still being uplifted uh i think that there are there's still any a, a vast way to go essentially and and kind of just providing an example i know uh one that I uh, wanted to mention was this is kind of a historical example of in the entertainment industry, but we all know Fresh Prince that mm. Aunt Viv was switched out from Janet Hubert to Felicia Rashad, who was a lighter skin uh, woman. We also know Zendaya has kind of been one of the most prevalent actors and uplifted. And uh, there's even recently a lot of conversation like about Zendaya and uh, who was it from? Cannot remember her name. Uh, another actor, but there is a lot of conversation, and there there's definitely still uh, a long way to go to to keep it short in t in terms of the actual impact of what's taking place in the in entertainment industry. So. We are here today with the founder and executive editor of the Kansas City Defender, Mr. Ryan Sorrell, discussing colorism in the media and his new and quickly growing digital news publication, the Kansas City Defender. Um, real quick, I want to I think you mentioned uh, Felicia Rashad. I think uh, that uh, Janet Hubert was replaced by Daphne uh, Maxwell Reed. Um, but, uh, yeah, Felicia Rashad was the one from the uh, Cosby show. I had to look that up myself because I was like, I think she was from the Cosby show. The only reason yeah. I say that is because my birth mother looks exactly like Felicia Rashad. So I was like, <laughs> that doesn't sound right. But anyway, um, so I want to share something with you. Um, where I live in Phoenix, Arizona, we had a, we used to have a nightclub out here. This was the hip hop club, right? And this is where everyone used to go. It's not around anymore, perhaps because of the story I'm about to tell you. Um, and the club and the promoter, uh, both of which are long gone now, um, decided that they were going to put on a light skin versus dark skin party in Arizona, where we already are, again, statistically irrelevant. Um, and the backlash there was immediate and it was immense. Um, and I obviously was vocal about that as well. And we talked about it on the radio, you know, it was, it was a, it was a big deal. And, uh, obviously the nightclub had to apologize. The promoter had to apologize since left uh, town. 
And um, what I saw in that moment was the unification, especially of women, uh, dark-skinned Black women and light-skinned Black women, saying that, hey, this is unacceptable. This is not what we will stand for. Um, we will boycott this club and we will get everybody else to boycott it too, right? And I was very proud of the community. I was very disappointed in that, that nightclub and very disappointed in that promoter. Um, but I did appreciate the, the Black community's response to it. I say that because I want to ask, um, I want to ask your opinion. What are some steps that we can do individually to help eliminate colorism? Maybe it exists in our minds, maybe it exists in our communities, but what are some things that we can do to address it? I think we have to, I know that Lupita and Yango released a children's book, I think about a year or two ago, that was uh, targeted towards dark-skinned children. And it was basically teaching them to love themselves and that their black skin, their dark black skin and their hair is beautiful. And so I think that we have to teach our children because, of course, they're the future. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we send uh, maybe unconscious or subconscious or subliminal these messages to our children to kind of reinforce these ideas that dark skin or a certain hair texture isn't beautiful. And so I think in terms of uh, certain steps, we definitely should be teaching our children as much as possible on the images that we show them, uh, the books that we're giving them, what we're teaching them in school. I think we that is an enormous step that we can take. And I think uh, also pop culture just has a massive influence. And so I think Twitter already does a very good job of calling out uh colorism when mm -hmm. when people like kodak black or kanye or the baby whoever else makes very colorist anti-black comments um and so I, I think we just have to continue to to name it and call it out call it out and continue to have conversations and educate uh each other on on what colorism is and why it's so harmful and violent and the history of it and why it's not good for anybody. Wonderful. Well, I know that you have more uh, information. There's a whole um, write up and, and so forth. So before we let you go, let's uh, let's plug the people in with, you know, the website for the uh, Kansas City Defender, your social media, um, how they can get more uh, information on colorism and anything else that you want to help plug our audience in what you got going on. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so we are, our website is kansascitydefender.com, mm -hmm. which is just kansascitydefender.com. Uh, again, we mostly reach Gen Z. We, that's, that's kind of our selling point because there's very few news outlets across the country that are able to effectively reach Gen Z and, uh, uh, specifically black Gen Z people. And so we also are, because of that, we're on all social media platforms. Uh, especially on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, and Twitter. And so on all those platforms, if you just type in Kansas City Defender, you can you can find us. And I highly recommend for people to, on our website, to subscribe to our email newsletter as well because we have 
Uh, we, we send out one of the best newsletters in the country for black people. And even if you don't live in Kansas City, uh, the information that we put out is, we think, relevant to people all across the country, to black people, even to non-black people who just want to stay uh, up to date with what's happening. Because we also uh, cover a lot of cultural news and we think culture and arts and culture is just is equally important to us as things like politics and news and uh, and a lot more of those serious topics. So, uh, yeah, just hopefully people can can stay tapped in with us. And uh, as we continue to grow, we, we hope to, to, you know, keep providing good information for black people and information that people will not find in other places. So wonderful. Well, you are indeed an inspiring person. Um, I don't say that on every single interview, but you very much are that. So thank you very much for coming on and uh, sharing a bit about what you've been working on. And of course, talking to us about colorism. Once again, today's guest is founder and executive editor of the Kansas City Defender, Mr. Ryan Sorrell. And before we go, I'll leave you with this. As we've discussed today, colorism has been around since the foundation of colonized America. Malcolm X really summarized the issue best when he said, quote, it's imagery. They use their ability to create images, and then they use these images that they've created to mislead the people. Our color became a chain, a psychological chain. Our blood, our African blood, became a psychological chain, a prison because we were ashamed of it. We felt trapped because our skin was black. We felt trapped because we had African blood in our veins, end quote. Unfortunately, while not much has changed since Malcolm X made this statement, let us be reminded and inspired by the historic and important words from the founder of the original Black is Beautiful campaign, Marcus Garvey. Quote, don't straighten the kinks in your mane, straighten the kinks in your brain, end quote. And from here, let us commit to doing just that. Colorism still exists and still continues to harm. As a collective, let us recognize that our diversity is our nation's greatest asset and that it is up to all of us to deliver the solutions that heal. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Associate producer, Maggie B. Nowen. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective right here on the Black Information Network daily podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. 
Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.